Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. Guys, it's been a minute since my last episode. I think my last episode was like March 3rd. Today is March 30th. So apologies for uh, for slacking on these episodes. I, uh, you know, things have been busy. I'm not going to lie with the, uh, with the time change, daylight savings. That really threw me for a loop. So it's been rough getting up in the mornings the last couple of weeks, but we're back at it. We got some episodes. We're going to talk about some Lakers basketball. Let's get into it. All right, well, the Lakers have played a lot of games since my last episode, so I'm not going to dive into each and every one of them because that would take forever. And to be honest, off the top of my head while I'm driving, can't really remember it. But there has been some major notable news for the Lakers in the last few weeks. Let's start with the negative. The first is that LeBron James went down a couple weeks ago with a ankle sprain uh, in, a, in a game where he was going for the ball. or He had the ball, the ball got knocked loose, was going for the ball, um, hit his leg on the opposing team, on an opposing player, and uh, sprained his ankle, twisted his ankle. So he has been out for the last couple weeks. He is expected to be out. The last I saw was four to six weeks with that ankle sprain so we will see um you know i think with ankle sprains it's one of those things where you definitely want to get you, you just have to rest it to get the to get it to heal and whatnot so you definitely want to uh, give it the time it needs and we know with lebron that he is fantastic when it comes to uh, taking care of his body and injuries and whatnot you know i think i saw a picture of him or a video of him laying in his little cryo chamber bed so you know i'm pretty confident that he'll come back and he'll be he'll be good enough and strong for the playoffs but i mean that that that's the like the lakers second superstar that's gotten hurt this season anthony davis is still out who had a uh i think it was a calf strain with anthony davis uh hopefully he'll be coming back soon i did see some videos of him uh shooting around in warm-ups pre-game so he's definitely getting back to getting back to being on the court and and feeling out that leg and whatnot so so hopefully both will be back sooner than later but that is some huge news because the lakers going into the all-star break were in third place just a couple games behind uh the suns and the jazz who are in first and second going into the all-star break and now the lakers have dropped to fourth place i believe they're 30 and 17, um, and you know, I mean, they've won a couple games recently. They beat the the Magic. They've beaten a couple bad teams that that they should beat. Um, Kyle Kuzma stepped up with a double double recently. Um, so the the Lakers are are playing um, as well as they can, I think, with their limited roster. So really, the the, the injury is is a little bit unnerving for the Lakers only because they're the Lakers the Lakers two superstars are their their ticket you know we all know that as Lakers fans so you know blah 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 I feel pretty confident that Anthony Davis and LeBron James will bounce back and will be 
will be healthy for the playoffs. I'm not too worried about uh, re-injury, especially a sprained ankle. Um, I mean, you can always retwist it and, and re-aggravate it, but overall, I'm not too worried about LeBron. I think he'll take care of himself and he'll be he'll be good to go. Anthony Davis is, a, is another story a little bit, only because he's had some injury history and you know, sometimes he he can baby injuries a little bit, so I am confident that the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers have one of the best uh, training staffs in the entire NBA, so I'm confident that they will be able to to get him back to where he needs to be and that, that he won't get out there too early. Um, and so as long as he's healthy going into the playoffs, I feel confident that that the Lakers will be good to go. So that's kind of some some news there, the negative news with LeBron and his injury. And the positive news, though, is that the Lakers signed Andre Drummond. Bought the, uh, they got him on the buyout market. So that really fills a huge need for the Lakers, who have really been struggling. You know, if you've listened to any of my episodes recently this season, the Lakers have really been struggling, really been struggling with their big men. Um, Marcus All, he's been battling a few injuries throughout the season. And, you know, he's just old. He doesn't move quite as well. He's a great offensive asset. And he, he, he can play good defense, but he's old. He doesn't move quite as well. He's not as athletic, especially comparing what the Lakers had last season with Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee um, and Anthony Davis. So now, so now we have Marcus All. Montres Harrell, he's a good big man, but he's just a little undersized for a big man. So he, you know, a lot of times people, I've seen games where Montrez gets rebounds taken from, you know, behind his head because he, uh, you know, maybe didn't box out well enough and a player that's bigger than him grabbed rebound over him. So that's like been some of the struggles with the Lakers with their big men recently. And of course, Anthony Davis going down with an injury. So the Lakers signing Andre Drummond fills a huge need, literally and figuratively, um, with the, with getting a big man that that can fill that starting spot. Because Marcus Gasol was in that starting spot as the big man. To be honest, I don't think he was playing to the level of a starting center in the NBA for a championship level team. I believe Andre Drummond can put a, a you know play to that level of a championship a championship level starting center so he, it'll be huge to have him especially with Anthony Davis being injured and LeBron being injured hopefully he can add some more both offensively and defensively I think he can be both a great offensive asset and defensive asset for the Lakers um, going in especially as we get ready and going in, into the playoffs Now, let's talk about whether or not, you know, what, what we think about the Lakers' future this season. So the Lakers are in the fourth spot currently, 30-17. Um, and 17. You know, LeBron and AD are out for a few more weeks at least. Coming up, the Lakers play the Bucks on Wednesday. And then over the weekend, they play the Clippers and they play the Heat, and they play um, 
a few other teams that are playoff level caliber teams. So without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to beat the Bucks. Although the, you know, the Clippers just beat the Bucks recently without, without Kawhi and maybe even Paul George, you know, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are one of the best teams in the East right now, but there's, they're a beatable team. Um, the Clippers are going to be tough. You know, there's some tough games ahead for the Lakers to win. And so it's, the Lakers are going to continue piling up. Well, I don't want to say piling up, but the Lakers are going to keep losing games at a higher rate than they normally would, obviously, had they, you know, had LeBron or Anthony Davis or both. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers fare in the standings in the Western Conference. Will they be able to hold that? that seed where they're at or will they drop down um you know to the fifth or sixth seed or even you know who knows like if things get really bad they could drop down to seven or eight um I think that they'll be personally I don't think they'll drop down that far I think they have enough talent to win enough games and and there's some teams that that are weak that they play that 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 should be quote-unquote easy wins but it takes those games that are quote-unquote easy wins and turns those into must-win games because we already know they're going to struggle against the Clippers and the Bucks and the Sixers, you know, teams that are that are in the top tier of each conference or even of the entire NBA. They're going to struggle against those teams. If they can squeak out some wins against those teams, that, 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 that would be huge. But we can't expect without both AD and LeBron for the Lakers to, to win those games at this point. Um, and... So, so it's going to be way more important for the Lakers to win games against beatable teams like the Magic, the Timberwolves, um, even like the Warriors, who are they're a good team, but they're definitely a beatable team. Um, it just is that that much more important to win those games to stay where they're at in their uh, in within the Western Conference rankings going into the playoffs now. If they come into the playoffs with a healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis, I'm not too worried about where they end up in the playoffs. I mean, obviously you want to be a higher seed. You want to be a number one, number two seed because I get that it does have its advantages, but I'm not personally too worried about the Lakers if they did end up in the fifth seed because the Lakers are who they are. They're, they're a good team. They're going to have to beat the best to get into the championship anyways. Um, you know, even last year, they didn't have to beat, they didn't have to play the Clippers in the playoffs, but the Nuggets at that time were the better team. Or, you know, or they wouldn't have won that series if they weren't the better team. So Lakers had to play the best to get into the championship. Again, this season, if the Lakers make the playoffs, they're going to have to beat the best to get into the championship. So it, when it comes to where they fall, I'm not too worried about it. It really just depends on if they play a tougher team in the first round or, you know, the second round. But eventually they're going to meet a tough team that they're going to have to beat. So at the end of the day, I don't think it's something that Lakers fans should be too worried about. Based on what I see on Twitter, I don't think many Lakers fans are worried about it. But it is a little unsettling, only because the Lakers going into the season were were the hands-down number one favorites to win the championship this season. But obviously injuries affect those things and um you know i know i would i don't know that the confidence level is quite as high 
today as it was back in December. So, personally not too worried about where the Lakers end up seeding-wise. However, it is something that is important. Um, but really what's most important is that the Lakers are healthy going into end of the playoffs. And it really just shows, it goes to show how fragile a team or a season can be and how difficult it really is to win a championship at any, you know, really in any sport, um, but just how difficult it is to win a championship. And so honestly, it gives me, this season so far has given me more appreciation for the Lakers championship win last season because not only, you know, not only did they have to stay healthy and play well and get to the championship, but they had to do so while staying healthy and staying healthy, not only like physically, well, I mean, it's all physical, I guess, but like not, uh, stay healthy in terms of like not tearing ligaments or breaking bones or whatever, but also healthy from a immune standpoint with COVID and all that stuff that was going on. So really, it really gives me a lot of appreciation for, or even more appreciation for last, uh, last season's championship win because this I mean going into this season the Lakers on paper at least have slash had a better team than they did last season and now a lot has been done moved around the Nets have basically a super team uh, we'll get into that later but the, the Nets have a super team and and are really doing what they're basically in win now mode they're winning the championship this season is their mindset so that also has changed things you know even take away the Lakers injuries even if even if LeBron and AD were healthy right now I still think things would have shifted because of the Nets situation you know trading for James Harden and then the other players that we'll get into in a sec so so the injuries don't necessarily didn't necessarily or the injuries weren't the only thing that really affected the Lakers and their their championship odds, but it, it definitely plays a huge factor, and it just goes to show how fragile a, a season can be, and, and everything can be going right until that one guy goes down or those two guys go down, and then things become a bit more of a mystery. It's nice because things aren't completely for lost for the Lakers this season. Um, the Lakers did a great job in the offseason to build up the depth on their roster to get to a point where where they're, they're now at a point where they're playing without LeBron James and without Anthony Davis, and they're in games, and they're able, you know, they are, they have the ability to beat any team still, even without LeBron or Anthony Davis. Now, of course, their chances go down when they're playing teams like the Nets or the Bucks or the Clippers or the Jazz or the Sun, you know, the good teams in the NBA right now. Their chances go down, but they have, compared to last season, their depth is so much better when it comes to their bench and what and everything that they put themselves into a position where they lose their two best players for a few weeks, a couple months, whatever it is, and they're not the worst team in the NBA. So that's the most... That's the most encouraging thing I think recently about the Lakers is that they, they, you know, they're not winning every game, but they are 
putting themselves in a position where they can they can win a good amount of games. And, and now they've added Andre Drummond on top of that, who can hopefully fill a void um, while we're missing out on Anthony Davis and LeBron James and hopefully keep the Lakers in good standing until they return. All right, let's jump into a look around the rest of the NBA. So I mentioned before that the Nets made a few more moves. Um, you know, the trade deadline, there was a few moves that went that that happened that were pretty crazy. But before even that, um, the Nets made a move to sign or to, to pick up Blake Griffin. Um, so, so Blake Griffin joins the Nets as a a power forward or a forward on the team and then during the trade deadline the Lakers or the Lakers the Nets uh, also picked up LaMarcus Aldridge and I think they still have one more spot that they can fill which is crazy so their starting lineup now is at least I believe it is Kyrie Irving James Harden Kevin Durant oh Kevin Durant's been hurt but when he comes back it'll be Kevin Durant I'm getting that I'm guessing Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. That's like their starting five. Unless they decide to split it up, maybe to get some bench minute or to get someone off the bench. But um, the Nets are basically the super team of the league right now. They are the team to beat. And it's tough to say because we haven't seen the Lakers or the Nets play each other fully healthy. So the last time the Lakers and the Nets played, the Nets did blow the Lakers out. Um, but the Lakers were playing without Anthony Davis, and the Nets were playing without Kevin Durant. So things were a little bit more even in that game. Two of the best players on each team were both out. But it does, I don't know, it does change things a little bit. Anthony Davis is a good defensive player, um, and the Nets are such a good offensive team that losing your best defensive player really affects things. So hard to say. And then the Lakers and the Nets play each other again in like a week or so I think so it'll be another game where you just can't really put much weight on it because the Lakers will be missing as far as I'm aware both LeBron and Anthony Davis in that game and KD might still be out for that game for the Nets but he may be back but at the end of the day you just can't you can't compare because I mean you can you can compare what you can there's things within the game you can compare but overall there's just not so much weight you can put on that game because the Lakers are not are not healthy, especially missing their two uh, superstars. So, so the Nets made some moves. They uh, they look really good right now, but it'll be interesting to see because um, currently number one seed in the Eastern Conference is the Philadelphia 76ers, who have been playing amazing this season. Um, Joel Embiid has had some injuries this season. I don't think he's I don't think it's been anything that's been season-threatening yet, but I know that he has been kind of off and on the court with some injuries and stuff, so it'll be that's something to, to keep an eye on for the Sixers if you're paying attention to the Eastern Conference. And then the Bucks are the other team, who they're just a weird team, where Giannis, I don't know, I, I want to think Giannis is this amazing NBA player, and he's really talented, but there's a lot of things in his game that... I think he just needs to develop. I, I don't know. He, he seems to defer a lot to Chris Middleton late in games. He can't shoot threes. He struggles from the free throw line. 
there's a lot of things that a great NBA player has that he is just so inconsistent on that it's hard to say with him. But on a good day, they are a really good team. Um, and we'll definitely be fighting for a top seed in the West or in the East. Sorry. So that's kind of the look. I mean, the big yeah, the big news in the Eastern Conference really is the Nets and them just adding more players to their roster and getting even better. So hard to say. You know, I wish I could. I wish I could really say what I think a Lakers Nets Finals series matchup would look like. I think it'd be high scoring. I think it'd be tough for the Lakers to. The Lakers have to keep up offensively, but also slow the uh, the Nets down defensively. So, I mean, obviously that's how basketball works. But like the Nets are such a high-powered offense that the Lakers, you know, the I mean the Lakers, while healthy and stuff, did have one of the best defensive ratings in the NBA. So. You know, the, the mantra is obviously a good, you know, defense wins championships. And so the Lakers, if they can play good defense against the Nets in a seven-game series, then they definitely have a chance because they have a lot of offense between LeBron, Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder, adding Andre Drummond. Um, and, and adding Andre Drummond really adds just another rim protector that the Lakers have been missing out on this season. Uh, especially losing both JaVale McGee and, and Dwight Howard. So so I think the Lakers w- could would definitely um, – they could definitely beat the Nets in a seven-game series with the team as it is. I mean, granted, LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy. Um, but that just – I mean, that's a big what-if, right, if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy. I think they will be healthy, but we don't know that for sure. Um, and so, we, really, the Lakers and every, you know, Lakers and Lakers fans should focus on getting to the playoffs, getting to the playoffs healthy. Once they get to the playoffs healthy, if they do, then I'm not, I am much less worried about them. But as, as they stand right now, I mean, they can make the playoffs right now, even without LeBron and Anthony Davis. Can they win a series? Maybe a first-round series, but it depends on what you know what seed they get into if LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't healthy. Now, again, I think they will be. This is just me speaking my mind. But, um, yeah, a Nets-Lakers seven-game finals matchup would be very fascinating. I think it would go to seven games and would really be dependent on the Lakers' level of defense. If the Lakers can step up and play defense in a series like that, then I feel good about it. But if they are struggling on defense, especially because they've, you know, been playing without each other, there's been injuries and, and whatnot, if their chemistry is not up to up to where it needs to be, then, then that's where they would struggle. So if the Lakers can come out and play good defense in a series like that, then I feel really good about it. But if not, then, then I don't feel really good about it because of how just – how the scoring for the Nets is just unreal between Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden alone. And then you add in Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge and, and Joe Harris and all those guys. So overall, the Nets, I think, are the favorites as we speak right, you know, as I'm speaking right now today. But I think the Lakers, the Lakers just need to get healthy. That's all they got to do. Just got to get healthy. And then looking at the Western Conference, the Jazz are still in that number one seed in the West. 
Uh, the Suns are in the number two seed. I believe it's the Clippers, number three. Lakers, number four. Denver is number five. Um, so those are the, the top five seeds in the Western Conference. The Jazz, they've, I mean, they've proved to be legit this season. I, I, I for sure thought that they were going to retract, not be as good, lose some games to good teams, but they've proven to, I mean, they've proven to us Lakers fans that they are for real. They blew the Lakers out a few weeks, you know, a couple months ago. Um, so yeah, the Lakers, I mean, the, the Jazz are for real. The Suns are for, are for real. They seem to be for real. They've held that number two seed since the All-Star break. And then the Clippers, they're still, I mean, they're still a good team. They added Rajon Rondo at the trade deadline. So tough to see that as a Lakers fan, you know, tough to see Rajon, who was so uh, vital in winning that championship last season. You know, he, so he had left for the Atlanta Hawks in the offseason and then the Atlanta Hawks traded uh, Rondo to the Clippers at the trade deadline. So I know that Rondo was interested in signing with the Clippers in the offseason, so it sounds like he had some say in where he got traded at the trade deadline going to going to the Clippers. And I, yeah, I just, you know, I, I have feelings about it, but it is what it is. I mean, you can't control it. They traded him. Um, but it's going to be tough especially if the Lakers match up with the Clippers at all in the playoffs having to go up against Rondo. I mean, Rondo at this point is late in his career. He he doesn't have a ton to give, but what he has to give is is his mentality, what he knows about the game. He's a genius when it comes to basketball. He really I think he really pushed the Lakers over the hump to get to that championship more, you know, just as much as any other player last season. You know, LeBron and Anthony Davis provided their their skills and their 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 skill set and their superstardom and their amazing basketball play. Rondo came up big though when it came to making big plays, and then the mentality of just like he just knows so much about about the game, about what to look for in opposing teams. And he just is down in those details. And especially when it comes to a seven-game series, that stuff becomes so much more important because you can pick up on tendencies and, and whatnot. And if you remember last, you know, during the playoffs, I, I remember talking about this, about how Rondo is that guy in the film room showing Kuzma and, and Alex Caruso, the young guys on the team, what to look out for oh, you know, when Damian Lillard does this, he, you know, it's setting up to do this. And and if so-and-so, you know, does this, then on defense, and it means he's on his heels. Or, you know, things like that, where it's like there's certain tells that the average fan might not see. Um, even the average NBA player might not even notice. But, but Rondo has an eye for those types of things. And I think those observations really can help push a team over the edge over the hump in the playoffs and so so the Clippers got they got a good uh, a good asset in Rondo especially as they as we enter in the play, into the playoffs and and we try they try and make a, a championship run so so Rondo to the Clippers hard to swallow as a Lakers fan 
but a good move by the Clippers to to, uh, to acquire him. And, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting how much he, he playing time he gets with the Clippers, but at the very least, like I said, as a as a teammate, as a bench guy, as that just a basketball mind in the locker room, he's going to he's going to add a lot to the Clippers. So that's just something to uh, to know and to look out for as we go into the playoffs and, and we're watching the Clippers. And then the Nuggets are another team that, that added uh, some players. So they got – the big ad that they got was Aaron Gordon from the Orlando Magic. Now, Aaron Gordon is an interesting player because if you remember him so, – so he – you know, being playing for the Magic – He's been kind of lost in the NBA. Honestly, you never hear about. I, at least I never hear about him. Um, he was huge a few years ago in the dunk contests. He's actually going to be wearing number fifty for the Denver Nuggets because he is he he's the NBA player with the most perfect scores in a dunk contest without ever actually winning a dunk contest, which is pretty wild. I mean. I mean, when he went up against Zach Levine in the dunk contest back in, like, 2015, whenever that was, 2014, um, Zach Levine definitely showed out, and, but it was close. And then, but the the most recent one he was in, I forget which year that was, where he lost. He definitely, I think, in my opinion, should have won, but whatever. Neither here nor there. But pretty funny that he was wearing number 50 because he is, you know, Miss, Mr. 50, quote-unquote, the most perfect dunk, dunk contest dunk contest scores so that's a funny little tidbit fun fact um but they add him and it's interesting because he's a really athletic you know bigger guy type player that can add some some hustle points and can get some blocks and some rebounds and and some points for himself um but i don't know that i don't think he's ever made an all-star game i you know, we just have not seen a ton of him playing for the Magic, uh, aside from the dunk contests and, and some some athleticism. So, the, the the jury's still out on Aaron Gordon, in my opinion. I think that it's a good add. I think that having him on the squad for the Nuggets is better than the alternative. Um, I think that he will add to to them. I think they he will make them better, but. It'll be interesting, and I, and I think especially with the Nuggets having uh, Jokic, who's such a such an incredible passer, especially as a big man, I think he'll be able to find Aaron Gordon down low for some some easy dunks and some some cuts and things like that. So, I think that especially the Aaron Gordon Jokic matchup will be a fun fun to watch. I think that he'll find him. I'll find, I think Jokic will find Aaron Gordon open. Um, a lot of times for some for some dunks, some layups, some some wide open cuts, some back doors, things like that. Those are the types of plays I would imagine they would run. Um, and then Jamal Murray, you know, he's he. It's funny because he's a little inconsistent. He was huge in the playoffs last season in the bubble, super hot hand, was averaging like thirty something points a game. Um, had some huge games against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I thought he was for sure. I mean, based on what I saw, I didn't. I mean, I didn't watch a bunch of Nuggets games last season, but I didn't. You know, so I didn't know that he was. I mean, I knew, but I wasn't like. It wasn't fresh in my mind that he was 
like a 19 point a game player that was just scoring 35 a game in the playoffs um you know based on what I saw in the playoffs I thought for sure he was going to come into this season and be incredible um he regressed a little bit based on how he played in the playoffs um going back to being like a 19 point a game kind of guy but he has he's one of those guys that can that can get a hot hand and go on in a hot streak so the Nuggets are also a scary team with Jamal, Jamal Murray, Jokic, and now adding Aaron Gordon. Um, they're they're you know they're going to be a team to to watch as, especially with the Lakers. They're they're I think they're two games behind the Lakers right now in fifth place. As the Lakers try and uh, hold off and wait, you know, fend off these teams until Anthony Davis and LeBron can get healthy. The Nuggets are going to make a surge. You know, it wouldn't be surprising if they uh, surpass the Lakers at some point in this season, and the Lakers drop to fifth, the fifth seed. So, they're they're the kind of the team to watch right now. the The Clippers are above the Lakers in the third seed, and the Nuggets behind the Lakers in the fifth seed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm